Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Man, one hour done. Do you believe it, Dan? That was a fast hour, brother. Yeah. See, now, one of the first things, you know, I'm relatively, I was just talking to you how long you've been doing sports talk radio. I've been at this only for a little bit less than a year, and I still have to learn to turn on my mic from time to time. Get in line. Get Although in line. Although I did bring a mic flag. I did not. Yeah, I know. We call it the mic condom, okay. and uh, I had to put that on this morning. I had to throw one at you. I had you to did. throw you my condom. You started with vitriol. That's how this show started. It might get uglier as we go for the next two hours. Back to Wiggins. Of a three-hour excursion uh, here with Dan Devone and Jim Cozumore. We've got full lines, Dan. That's um, well, it's common when you and I work together. Well, when you're here. We stir it up. Usually, if it's just me, I'm staring at the other co-host saying, what do you want to talk about now? <laughs> tonight's uh, Game 2 officials, are you ready for this, Dan? This, how important are the officials in tonight's Warriors-Celtics Game 2? Zach Zarba, who started as a WNBA announcer. Tony Brothers and Josh Tiven. No relation to Jeremy Piven. Great actor. Jeremy Piven from Entourage. Yes. And a little movie known as Singles. Yes. In which he played a cashier. Yes. In that back, film. I do remember I that. think that was one of his first film roles. Comes from an acting family based, I believe, in the Chicago area. You are correct. Wow. Why do we know so much about the Piven That's family? knowledge, man. It is knowledge. He's got a podcast right now, which is actually sort of entertaining. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm going to have to look for it. Who doesn't have a podcast? He did Me. actually right after, I think it was right after Entourage, he did something on PBS. And it was interesting. It was sort of on the BBC PBS. Yeah, sure. And I think it was based, it had something to do with a department store that he was the manager and it was sort of UK based. It was interesting. I think it was, he said his most challenging role. Was it more serious or more? Yeah, it was on the serious side. Okay. No, it was a complete departure from the agent played uh, by, was it Ari? Ari. Yeah. Yes. Ari, who was played after Ari Emanuel. Exactly. Who was the brother of the other Emanuel. Why did I forget his first name? Who was Ari the Gold chief? Was uh, uh, yeah, right. Ari Gold was that. But um, why am I forgetting Emanuel's name? He was the mayor of Chicago, became Obama's chief of staff. I forgot his first name. Oh, was name. that right? Yeah. The, uh, that Ari Emanuel, his brother was is in politics and is one of a big political mover. In of course. Chicago. And the connection there is that Mark Wahlberg, one of the producers of the show, Ari Emanuel is his actual agent. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, okay, that's interesting. I, how come I didn't know that? Is that the Wahlberg who's in Father Stew? That I don't know. Okay. Because there are there are talented Wahlberg people all throughout the world. And speaking of Bostonians, all, Wahlberg. It all comes back to Boston. Dorchester. See, you guys Grew up in Dorchester. He's in Worcester. Worcester. Worcester, Mass. Um, let's get some phone calls. Ready? Sophomore in Pacifica. I love going to Pacifica. It's, uh, you know what? The day that we're experiencing right now in San Francisco is the day they get every day in Pacifica. Overcast, <laughs> right? That's exactly it, sophomore. What do you got for us, brother? You you nailed it. It always it always sits here first. <laughs> a comment and a question. <laughs> so the 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 comment is: Look, uh, I'm not particularly religious, but I think talking about the parade route this morning is tempting fate a bit. Oh, come on, brother! If, if we can. <laughs> I'm into it, man. I still, I'm still back in Warriors in five. I have not given up. As Thank you. You and I, sophomore. I'm coming over to Pacifica tonight. And we're going to watch it together. You and I are the only ones who have Warriors in five. In the rain. 
I know. Right on, right on, brother. Okay, now I got a I got a question, and I I, I can kind of answer part of it, but I need to confirm. So you mentioned that you don't watch NBA pre and post game, but you you watch it for the NHL, and I was trying to remember, I was trying to imagine what that could be, and then I thought, wait, it's easy. Like you got the tooth count before and after the game, you got the the fight preview and post view before and after the game and the fight camp during the game. And then after the game, kids go out on the ice and try and find teeth, which is really hard because it's all white. Right? So is that what you guys do? When you're wow. Jumping post- wow. Look at him marginalize the game of hockey. Is re- you, you know, you're, you, you've just started war sophomore with Canada. So they're going to be building the wall between here and Canada now because of what you just stated about that. <laughs> there was a cheap shot in a game last night where a guy's going to he's going to miss the series. I love I just you know what I grew up a hockey fan. It's funny. My career moved to the NBA and I spent 20 plus years in the NBA, but I'm a big hockey fan. I, I keep watching the hockey. So, sophomore, what do you have in tonight's Warriors game? Who wins by how many? Uh, Warriors by 10. I like It'll it. Be on the more comfortable side. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Great job. And just so you know, sophomore, that NHL pre- and post-game show has the great one, Wayne Gretzky, who was recruited by Charles oh. Barkley, known as the greatest pre- and post-game analyst on television. Great answer. That Thank you. must be something there. I'll try watching it. All right, buddy. Take care. We'll see you. Um, Tony Luffman doing any of that? Pre- and post? Do you know Tony Luffman and I go back to when he was 14 years old? I may have the picture. Tony was 14 and a, a camper at Sportscaster Camps of America. I was a counselor, and I have a picture of handsome young Tony Luftman and I, my arm around Tony, uh, as he was doing, you know, he's learning to be a sportscaster. And then he went on to great fame and fortune. Little bit of WWE. That's where I know. Is that where you know him? He took from? me under his wing. Yeah. You're kid. He's yeah. a super sweet guy. Great guy. Wonderful guy. Moved on to the NHL network, but I have not seen him in a while. Okay. So he may have moved on from the NHL gotcha. network. Um, but he is a great guy, and he loves the NHL. But a super great guy. Good guy. How funny is that that you and I have ties LA there? LA-based, I believe. Was he, He's a Southern Cal guy? Originally Southern Cal guy. Yeah. And then he was up in Brooklyn when he was working, working NHL Network. But I don't know what he's done. And this is only recently, like within the last six months, the last time I saw him. So when I went to the WWE, he was sort of my guide. He yeah. took me under. He was, he was there a little bit before me. And really nice. Just generous guy. And just yep. he and I did show. He did his odd. I did my audition with him. And then from that point forward, we sort of forged this little relationship. Oh, that's great. And then he left. I think he went to the NHL while I was there. Yep, exactly. All right, so let's uh, jump back to the phones. Another phone calls this segment. Devon and Co's with you, 888-957-9570. That's the phone number. It's also the Xfinity mobile text line at 888-957-9570. And thank you very much, 510-415-408. Rom Emanuel is the brother to Ari Emanuel. Ari is the agent. Rom is the political consultant now. I believe he is. And he and Chris Christie together on television, if you like politics, and I don't, I hate them, but those two together analyzing politics is among the best. It's a better pregame show than most sports pregame shows, listening to those two guys together. So I know San Francisco is a very political city. Peter and San Ramon, parade route conversation, Peter, on 95.7 The Game, your proud home of the Golden State Warriors. Yes, indeed. Good morning, gents. Uh, Rahm Emanuel's mayor of Chicago at some point, too. You are correct. Um, I got the parade thing all figured out. Give it to me. You have a pre-parade, pre-parade tailgate at Ray Ratto's house in Alameda. I love that. I love <laughs> that. Go, Ray, we'll I love shoot that. you. Ray, come we're coming over. Feet. We're coming over, Ray. He'll shoot you a look. Then, That's what we do in Alameda. We just shoot you a look. I'll take that look. Um, and then you proceed over to the dock where the USS Hornet is. You fire up that big old aircraft carrier. Everybody gets on. Clay is driving. Go right over to Chase Center and throw the anchor down by the park. Dude, you got that. That is What else could be better? Lo- Peter, you're on it. That's it. Yeah, you actually have it right. Peter, I agree. You nailed it. Way to go, Peter. You get, the, you get a, a standing O from us. Um, and I think, honestly... There needs to be a connective tissue of some kind, a connector of what was going on in Oakland versus what's going on now in San Francisco. Because I I brought this up with you the last time we worked together. We could be witnessing 
the closest thing we saw to the three-win Bulls team, two years off, three-more-win Bulls team, where their centerpieces were Michael and Scotty, and then different pieces around those. The Warriors' big three had one group of guys winning three. Now they have a, a new core, or I'm sorry, a new supporting group around them. This could be the next version of that Bulls championship run. And the fact that there was there was the two years in between, yep, right? Yep. So yep, yep, yep. Michael Jordan decides he's going to go play baseball. Here, of course, it was the injuries to Steph and the injuries to Clay, and then, of course, the 15-win season. So, yeah, I like that analogy. I'm with you there. Now, I'm a positive Pete. That's how I look at it. But if the Warriors lose this series, they are going to be 3-3 three and three in their finals experiences. Losing to Cleveland, right? Losing to Toronto, and then it would be losing to Boston. Mm-hmm. Three wins, three losses. Does that ding their dominance? Do we kind of look at that and say, you know, they've lost in the finals three times. It's like LeBron went to the finals nine straight years. He only won a couple, right? So do we look at LeBron like, huh, he's the second biggest finals loser in the history of the game. I think Jerry West lost more finals than anyone else. But, you know, for LeBron, great player. But when it came time for winning, he wasn't always there. For the Warriors, will anyone kind of say, you know, as great as they were, they did lose three times. I don't know if they fall under the banner of a dynasty. I think that's what's on the line here. Ah, I think you now gotta get you're four. talking. You get four, you're in that dynastic conversation. That's a great point, Dan. That's a great point. Can you be a dynasty losing three NBA finals? Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Adams in San Francisco. We call it the city for those of us who are localites. Adam. What does the rain represent to you, my friend? Because we don't get rain in June very often. Well, I've always been, a, and, I, and I'm local here. I was, I was born and raised near Haight-Ashbury, been here my whole life. Uh, I, lo- I love it when it's foggy and when it's raining and when it's, you know, like a lot of people don't like San Francisco because it's too cold and it's not sunny enough. And I'm like, I honestly love a foggy day in San Francisco, so the rain is just a little sprinkle on top of that. Good. I like that. You know what? I think that there are a lot of locals. I bet today the Dolphin Club has got a bunch of people diving out into that water. I'm loving it. You're going this afternoon? No, 7 in the morning. 6.30. You already did it today? 6.30 this morning. You're kidding me. It was glass. It was one of the best swims I have ever had. Seriously. Absolutely smooth. It was like a baby's behind, man. Really? Smooth and gorgeous. Do you you wear uh, flippers or anything? Goggles? Flippers. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) The the Dolphinites won't let you wear the flippers, will they? No, man. No? You don't wear those. You know how they have those mitts that you can put on your hands so that you're swimming, you're dragging more? In flippers, a snorkel, and a wetsuit, (laughs) they would hogtie me, throw me in the closet, and I wouldn't be here right now. You'd be done. No, flippers. <laughs> so you swam. Did you get a little hot box time too? Did you go sit in the? Uh, did no, did you that, sit in the steam? Absolutely. Yeah. You gotta get in the steam. Or no, a sauna or steam? I'm a, a steam guy. It's a steam. No, it's a sauna. sauna. Dry it's a sauna. sauna. Okay. Sauna. By the way, the sauna can be just as beneficial in terms of what it can oh. do for your health. Oh, absolutely. Like that of swimming. It's yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. It does for blood flow. Oh, if you're not steaming or saunaing, you got to get it into your rotation. It's very good for you. I actually like to do my stretches in the steam. Is that right? I like to do my stretches there. Yeah, no, and you get into the you get into the steam or the sauna rather, and you get the the most amazing conversations. You know why you're you know you're in good hands when the most of the people at the Dolphin Club are either doctors or retired doctors. Yeah. So there's something there, right? Well, they that know. That makes right? sense. They know. That's a good point. They know what's going on in terms of the cold water and what mm-hmm. it is that we're doing, right? Oh, absolutely. I think that there, oh, there is something Oh, we got a Bostonian. we got to get this guy. We do got to get that. I, just to finish the last caller's point, also represented in his call was the rain represents the Splash Brothers. The rain coming down in June on this day, game two in particular, means the Splash Brothers together are going to get the I job I think done. we're reaching a little bit. <laughs> that might be a bit of a reach, but yeah, I'm So you, you think the combination of the rain and the Splash Brothers and me witnessing a rainbow... On uh, 680 going on to 24, you think that that's all voodoo, don't you? No, I think the rainbow I like. I just think that the the rain, to me, I'm like the guy from Haight-Ashbury. I've grown up in this stuff. Mm-hmm. This is June swoon, baby. This is, this is June in San Francisco. May I remind everyone out there what it is that Mark Twain once said. The coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco.
So for those of you that have ascended on this beautiful city of ours from all over the world, all over the country, to watch the NBA Finals, and you're waking up today and you go outside and you're like, it's raining, it's June, I'm from Odessa, Florida, where it's 95 degrees in the shade, this is how we do it. Get used to it. It's unique. Did Mark Twain also say there is no there there? Or was that Gertrude Stein? I don't know. I'm not sure what city he was talking about. I thought it was Oakland. Should we get to Boston, Mark? Do you want to get to Boston, Mark, or do you want to get to Dublin, James? We'll go to Boston, Mark. But here's the thing, Boston, if you can hear us. I want the Boston accent. I do not want to hear Mark as though he sounds like he's from Milpitas. Come strong with the word car. I want to hear car. <laughs> Are you going to Worcester? Are you from Worcester? All right, am I on? Yeah, you are on, my friend. Welcome to 95.7 The Game. All right. Yeah, this is Mark from Suburb out of Boston. I, you I are can, Boston. You're legit. I heard it. You're legit. Were you walking Bill up Rick, Sansom? Hey, let, let me, for you? are you in Boston right now? No, I'm actually uh, downtown right now going yeah. to the game tonight. Were you, were you walking up Sansom with your Celtic hat and Celtic jacket this morning at about 8.45? I was not. Okay, because I was going to say, I saw you, because that's the first thing I saw. I did not see Warrior gear when I came to the city. I saw Celtic gear. Go ahead, Boston Mark. Well, that was that's kind of like yesterday at the Oakland A's game. It was all Boston gear. It's gonna yeah, be a, yeah. we're, we're going for a bait sweep today, 5-0. and mm, Look at you. getting a, I, got, I got a few takes here for you. Um, I keep hearing all these Warriors fans talking about how the Celtics aren't going to shoot as well from three, but... How many threes did the Warriors hit the other night? The Warriors hit 19 threes. The Celtics hit 21. It's a 48 minute game. They may not shoot that well in the fourth quarter, but overall, it's the numbers there were pretty even. So the bottom line is the Celtics are a more versatile team. And when the game was on the line in the fourth quarter the other night, Celtics had four guys on the floor. They could defend multiple positions, and all five could shoot threes. Warriors had two guys that could shoot threes on the floor for the duration when the rains came pouring down the other night. But but if I were to ask you, and be legit on this, Mark, if I were to ask you tonight, would you ex- which team would you expect to hit their total from the other night, 19 for the Warriors or 21 for the Celtics? Wouldn't you say the Warriors are more likely to hit the 19 threes than the, than the Celtics are to hit 21? Disagree. Warriors, Warriors made 14 threes a game regular season. Celtics made 13. Since they added Derek White, the number is probably higher. So... I would say, you know, it's a toss-up. But if I was going to pick pick the winner of the game tonight, I mean, the point spread's four. The Celtics are almost 2-1 to one underdogs. I'd expect the Warriors to win a close game tonight. Ah, Mark, you child ahead. What are you talking about? You know what I'll tell you? I, you know what I hate, Mark? Facts. Stop bringing your silly facts to your, your conversation. You child ahead, yeah. You child ahead. <laughs> no, we love you, Mark. Yeah, we love you. Thanks very much for calling. Hey, we're, you're going to the game tonight? Who are you going with, Mark? I'm going with my son. Oh, that's going to be so uh, much fun. I feel terrible. One other quick take. Yeah. If the Warriors lose this series, it will put a little, they'll still be a great all-time team, but it's going to put a blemish on there. In my opinion, them losing the other two series, even though in the finals, even though one was because of injuries, mm-hmm. is is it's just I, I just don't understand how that team was one of the greatest teams of all time. And, I just don't know how they lose that game at home. To uh, I agree. Pass. I totally agree with you on that one. What are you wearing to the game tonight? Are you going full Celtic gear? Are you going to your bird jersey? And is your son wearing <laughs> Parish? Gear tonight. I'm going North Carolina baby blue. Oh, really? Nice. Wow. Yeah. Why is that? I'm summoning the powers of the great Michael Jordan tonight to lift us to a victory. That's not going to give you that, that. There's no connection. What, what are you doing, Mark? What are you doing, Mark? Baby blue for the there Celtic there green? Little China. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rain the gods down here on San Francisco. All right. Well, and what's your son wearing? Tell me he's wearing a Kevin McHale. A JoJo. No, no, no. A JoJo White number 10. If he's got a JoJo White number 10, I will root for the Celtics tonight. Paul Pierce. 34. 34, Paul Pierce. And then you're going to take your son in in a wheelchair, too, just like Paul Pierce? He left <laughs> my the leg. Yeah, my my leg. leg. That game 14 years ago today. Is that true? More facts for you. Oh, ESPN producer listening to 95.7 The Game. Make sure you have that video ready. 14 years ago tonight, Paul Pierce was getting wheeled out of a finals game only to come back and win it. <laughs> so, Mark, this is a great call. Thanks, and I hope you and your son have a safe and fun time. That's what it's all about. This You're building moments and memories. 
I think that's going to be fantastic. Enjoy Good on it, you buddy. guys. Enjoy yeah. it. That's cool. That's cool. I remember going with my dad to so many games, man. That is so much fun. Man, that, all day long, that kid is thinking about what he's going to wear, what he's going to do. Dad, when are we going to leave? When are we going to get to chase? Let's get there early. All that stuff. Yeah, my I'm sure I'm not alone, but my earliest memory, so I sort of grew up in San Francisco. But for whatever reason, my dad sort of worked in the East Bay, and he had a connection to the A's and Oakland A's tickets. So we would go watch the Oakland A's. Plus, when I was a kid, the Giants at the stick were playing still on the turf, like artificial Oh, God, surface. that's going back, yeah. So when I was a kid, I would literally go out to the Coliseum, and I can remember my dad was a big guy. And he's no longer with us. But I'd hold his hand. It was like it was like holding a foot, and that was like this <laughs> security blanket. And I and he would just be about like just grab the program. Let's find our seats. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm just my neck is just the the sight of of watching that field and the green grass. Yep, that's indelible in your head. And then Isn't just holding on to your dad's hand for dear life because if you don't, you're gonna get lost in that sea of people. And I'm like you know four years old. There you go. That's awesome. That is an awesome memory. Man, if you're going to the game tonight, 888-957-9570, what's the anticipation like? When are you going to get to the game? Are you going to get there early? What's your routine? Would love to hear from some people who are going to the game tonight because we can all you know, recount stories of going with mom or dad or sister or brother or uncle or aunt who you know helped us grow up. And our cousins, I had a cousin take me to a Phoenix Suns game once when I was a young kid. I might have been 10, 12 years old. And we went to a Phoenix Suns game at the old Memorial Auditorium downtown. That was so much fun going to that stuff. Because at that point, you recall, you know, I'm a little bit older, not every game was on television. Mm. So to, to go to another arena and see two different teams in the city where you normally were from, that was a joy. That was like some special moment. I would never go to that place. It was so much fun. I don't even know where that is. Memorial is where in Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where they played before they played in this current, uh, it used to be America West, and now it's gone through so many iterations of names. I don't even know what they call the Suns Arena anymore. And they're building a new arena on the campus of ASU for the hockey team. Is that right? Yeah. For the hockey team? For the uh, Coyotes. Oh. Yeah. And ASU has Not a the hockey ASU's team. Hockey ASU's hockey team. ASU's got a hockey team. That's going to play there as That's well. That's going to play there as well. And then the NHL team, the Coyotes, will also play in this stadium. And I think it's a transitional phase. They're trying to build a bigger stadium for the Coyotes. I don't know what it is, but it's I think it's like a 6,000-seat stadium. Wow. That's not very big. That's fascinating. Do we need to step aside, Brian, or should we? Um... Yeah, we got to get to a break. Yeah, let's get to a break. When we continue. That was a good segment. Love to hear more of your calls at 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. We can uh, check up on the text line, the Xfinity Mobile text line. You can hear what you guys have to say. You can follow us on our social media platforms. We're on the Twitter. We're on the Gram. We've got the YouTube and the Twitch. You can see the shows all week long. Make sure you look them up on the YouTube. And then you can see uh, just a handsome uh, Dan Dibley or, uh, you know, pick your Matt Steinmetz. A uh, very handsome man. Very handsome man. They're going to have all of their Game 2 takes geared up and ready to go tomorrow. Are you, are you being serious right now? I'm being very serious. Okay. There's a couple of handsome, handsome men right there. Uh, you get them at 957 The Game for all the content from 957 uh, The Game. Dan Devon and Jim Cozumore with you. We have got another hour and a half of stellar radio, and we're going to continue on with the Warriors and the Celtics. I told you who the officials are tonight, and I think someone tweeted that the Celtics have not won a game with Zach Zarba and Tony Brothers as officials yet this year. I don't look at, at official stats. Well, one thing that's interesting we can talk about when we come back the referees are letting them play. Does that now favor oh. Boston? They are letting them play, which I really enjoy. By the way, before we go to the break, Coast, backboard? You did hit the backboard. I missed. You missed. Oh, no. That is not a good sign for tonight. <laughs> that is not a good You are five out of five. Ooh, wow. And is that now, close? Did and I you, go rim? You might have side-rimmed side it. Wow. That was backboard. That was a heave at the end of the shot clock, and you are just trying to grab some iron. Wow. That was not – Dan, you might have just jinxed the Warriors game two effort. I tell you what, I'm getting another bottle of water when we go to the yes. break. We'll try this again. We'll do that. I'm going to sit here and drink water until they have to, like, splash me out of here until I make one of these things. I know. That bladder, you got be, you better go full bladder, boy. You're going to get distended belly. <laughs> All right, don't go anywhere. We've got more to come. Devona Coza, 95.7 The Game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now back to 95.7 The Game. We just had a good, a short discussion about wrong Jersey guy. So the last caller, Boston Mark. Mark. Mark's going to the game with his son. Great story, right? It's building memories. I think that's fantastic that you're going to the game. You're big Boston Celtic fans. But he's going in a North Carolina baby blue Jordan jersey. He lost us. Yeah. I don't understand the connection. He said, oh, the greatness of Michael Jeffrey Jordan is going to bring home a victory for the Celtics, for the Seas. There's no connect. The only connection is... Jordan had 62 against you guys in uh, in May of 88, I think. No, that was the year that uh, Dominique and, and Bird were going at it. Jordan had 62 against you guys in a playoff game, you know, years ago. So I don't understand why he's wearing the blue. It made no sense. He was strong. Listen, he's all about Boston. That may not be the most popular thing on our airwaves, but we'll, we'll give him his just due. We'll let him, you know, we'll let him get on the stage and dance. But you got to finish strong, finish stronger than that, Mock. Mock, you can't, Mock, you can't talk Mark. about the Celtics, and you knew your Celtic basketball, yeah, and you knew what was up, and then you can't finish you, what's on your plate by going powder blue, yep, or baby blue. No, no. If you want to give me a number eighteen, Dave Cowens, a number ten, JoJo White. Wow, I know seventeen halves. You give me a little seventeen. Okay, then I'm down with that. I'm not – I would be more impressed if your son was wearing one of those jerseys we were just talking about. I would be impressed if he had a 44 Danny Ainge. Mm. I would be impressed if he had a, a number 12 Jerry C. Sting. <laughs> Thank you. Ah. When DJ stole the ball and Jerry C. Sting is jumping up and down celebrating on the side of the court. I'm just telling you. I'm I, I, If you want Celtic knowledge, I'll give you some Celtic knowledge. JoJo White was one of my favorite Celtics. If you give me a 40 – who's the first ever – this is a great trivia question. Do we have anything to give away, Brian? Brian? No, we do not. We have nothing to give away. This is for pride. Nope. The Golden State Warriors are the greatest three-point shooting team in the history of the game. Is this, are you asking me this question? I will ask you this okay, question. Okay, I'm looking at you right in the eyes. Yes. I'm not going to the No, computer. you're not going to go there. No. Warriors not are the on best, my phone. Best three-point shooting team in the history of the NBA. The very first official three-point shot made in an NBA game was made by a Boston Celtic. Do you know who made that shot? Bonus points, do you know what jersey number he was wearing? And I do. Can you give me a decade or a year? or? So it was just after the um, 77 season in which you had the ABA teams coming into the NBA. So I'm going to guess Scott it was 78. Wedman. Scott Wedman? No, it wasn't Scott Wedman. That's a good guess, but it's not correct. Good old number 15, Scott Wedman, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a 77 Boston Celtic yes. player? Yeah, 77-78, right in that range. That's a this is a good one. 
I can tell you a pre- Can you give me a hint? Yes, he previously played for the Detroit Pistons. And he's a Boston Celtic. Played yes. with the Triple Eight Nine Five Seven Nine Five Seven O. Does anyone know the answer? Thank you. Sixty three for uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, by the way. 63 points in that game against the Boston Celtics. You are correct. It was 63, mm. not 62. Give him his just due. Do you guard know who this is? Forward. He was a guard. He was not that skin color matters. He was a white guy. From the Pistons, guard, white guy. Give me another clue. He went on to be a coach in the NBA. Oh, 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 oh. Who was the guy at Philadelphia? Oh, that one. Let me, let me, let me. Who's the coach at Philadelphia? The 76ers. He, uh, who am I thinking about? It's not Dave Bing. I thought Dave Bing. Dave Bing's not a white guy. Did he coach at the 76ers? He went to Villanova. Did he coach the 76ers? You know what? He was an interim head coach for the Philadelphia yes. 76ers in 2004. Yes, yes, yes. He played for the Detroit Pistons in the 70s. Yes, he was. My goodness, I can see him right now. And is known for making the first counted NBA three-point shot October 12th of 1979. And he was a significant player with those Celtics. Yes. God, and he took over, yes. He was with Philadelphia. Ah, who is it? Who is it? It is. Uh, we'll, let's, we'll leave it up to the text line. 888 Good, good. From the 925, Dave Bing. Good old number 21, Dave Bing, was one of the great players of all time, basketball Hall of Famer. He was not the player who did that. But Dave Bing, your Detroit Piston uh, reference there, was a great answer. Uh, was it Ernie DiGregorio? No, no, that is incorrect. Never played with the Knicks. Never played with. The, did he was it with he, the Celtics? I think he played for the Celtics. Yeah, and he's from Providence. I think he played his college ball at Providence. It's a New Yorker, a Nick Fryer, a Providence Fryers. Uh, Ernie D is known for the Boston Braves when he played for the Boston Braves with Bob McAdoo. Bob McAdoo back in those days. Um, thank you from the five seven four. Was Gertrude Stein who said there is no there there, and I thought he was referencing Oakland at the time, but I'm not sure exactly what he was referencing. Um, I know who it is because Brian just told me. But oh, he did. Yeah, way to go, Brian. Then you want to get you want to reveal the answer as you're on your second water. It's Chris Ford. It is the great Chris Ford, six foot five from Villanova. Yes, uh, the first NBA player. Good one. Billy Cunningham was a great guess. Number thirty two for your Philadelphia 76ers and a great coach. Thank you. Five one zero got it right. The uh, Chris Ford. Chris Ford. Congratulations there. Five one zero. Yes, Chris Ford. I do remember Chris Ford back there with the Celtics and and part of was he so he was pre Bird or did they ever yes. play together? He was right at the time of Bird. Wasn't seventy nine. So Bird Magic won in seventy nine over Bird in college, and then they came in in eighty. So I I you know if uh, if Chris Ford, you know I'll tell you right now, Chris Ford was it was actually the debut of Bird. It was the debut of Larry Bird in which he made the three point shot. Oh wow! Well there you go. Wow. Yep. That is really good. Yep. He uh, he hit the three. So we were talking about experiences. The guy from Boston is going to the game with his son. I was awakened this morning talking about sports experiences. We'll get into the Warriors. We will. Because, listen, this is the only thing we're talking about. We're not going to be talking about the Giants and the Marlins today. Okay? Just we're not going. We're not going to talk about the A's and the Red Sox. Other than, hey, if you're from Boston, did you spend the last two days going to see the Red Sox and the A's, and now tonight you're going to? Did you get here Thursday, see oh, you know Celtics, did. Warriors, Friday saw Red Sox, A's, Saturday Red Sox, A's, today. It's been on the calendar. Yeah. It's been on the calendar, and I went to all three, and now I got tickets for the game tonight. <laughs> I'm going with Mark in my blue jersey. And that's an experience into itself. And by the way, that same experience is going to be on the line for San Francisco sports fans coming up in September. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, exactly. The Giants and the Cubs series, the weekend of September 10th, I believe, is a three-game weekend set at Wrigley Field. The Sunday of that weekend set, 49ers open the NFL season against the Chicago Bears at Soldier Soldier Field. How unbelievable is it? If you are a San Francisco sports fan, you have got to mortgage the house, get a second mortgage, get there, and enjoy it. And if flights are too expensive, fly into Milwaukee and drive down. It's like going from Sacramento to San Francisco. 
So that's a tip. I, I, I'll, let me, I'll tell you in the next uh, segment how I was awakened this morning, speaking of sports experiences. Because my daughter is in Europe right now, and she awakened me with texts from one of the great sports experiences you'll get. So I will let you know uh, what that is in the next half hour. So, uh, Warriors and Celtics tonight. There's so much that we've been going over on this stuff that, that sometimes gets a little mind-numbing. Mind is that fair to say? Yeah. No, it's... it's... You go over all of the, the minutia that at some point you just got to play the game. Now, listen, we're not relegating our duties in terms of breaking down the X's and O's and how bad Jordan Poole has been and whether or not it's sustainable what it is that Boston's going to be doing. But it gets to a point where, as I like to say, just put that pig in the air and let's do this. Let's just find out. I agree. I agree. Because we, you can only talk about this so much. And listen, we're not overlooking the talking points. Can Boston and Horford sustain what it is that they were able to do? Can the Warriors close out defense, be a little bit better? Can the Warriors offensively find somebody other than that of Steph Curry to score the basketball, namely Klay Thompson and or Jordan Poole? What will GP2 mean as he comes into a basketball game for the first time in a month? And who is it that he will go after? And pieces like GP2 and Andre Iguodala. And I know Iguodala played 12 minutes the other day. And that's about what you can ask him to do. And GP2 coming off an injury, you can't ask him for anything more than that. What will they be able to do in that time? And there are a couple of different things to look at. Defensively, when you talk about GP2 and Iguodala, you're talking about defense. Defensively, the Golden State Warriors are Draymond Green. And if you look at his game one night... Would you say it was successful? He guarded Al Horford for six and a half minutes. Horford with nine points on three or four shooting, two or three being on the arc. Um, Celtics scored 20 points in the minutes Draymond was on Horford. He had Jalen Brown for a minute and a half. Jalen Brown, two of six. And in a minute and a half, he squeezed the trigger six times. He was two for six. He scored four points. In two minutes plus against Jason Tatum, uh, Tatum scored five points, one of one from beyond a three-point line, and the Celtics scored 26 when Green was on Tatum. Is Draymond Green going to have to improve defensively in Game 2 for the Warriors to have a chance? Or am I being picky on him right yeah, now? Yeah, I think we're good. I, I, listen, Draymond is about energy. I'm not worried about him defensively. He sets the tone. It's just more of sort of a... It's, it's more systematic in terms of the way they want to do this. Because this is the same thing they did to Dallas. Dallas just didn't make shots. Same thing they did to Denver when they were playing these one-dimensional teams. All right, Jokic, we'll give you 50, but the other guys aren't beating us. I think the only problem with Draymond is he is instinctively wants to help out. And that's prob problematic with this team. Because if you're going to help out on Tatum because he's got a half step on, say, Clay Thompson, that means you're leaving somebody in the corner alone. And that is Horford, because that's the guy that he was watching. I would tell Draymond, hey, listen, stop with the help defense. We need to stick with Horford until he stops until he starts missing shots. Hey, really quick, sorry, yeah. I tried. I tried, man. Can I just go back here for a second? Do it. Are you clam or Manhattan chowder as we speak about Boston? I am clam over Manhattan yeah. chowder. There is, in fact, when someone says chowder, I only want clam. How does Manhattan even get into that? Into the chowder game? Yeah, why are they in the chowder conversation? That's a great question. I think sometimes it's if tomato you're... tomato soup. When you're... It is tomato soup. It is tomato soup. Yes. With some fish bits in it. <laughs> and quite honestly, that uh, is... What's that uh, fish that they, they serve it here at the great restaurant right here in the city? Skomas? No, no, no. It's the one I drive by it on my way to work and I see it every day and I go, they have the best chipino. The chipino... That's that's fish stew. Don't give me your Manhattan chowder. I think when you're from New York, you just think you can nose into every conversation. That that might be true. You know? Although I got to go after and clap after go after Chicago because that is not a pizza. That's a casserole. All right, that deep dish is not a pizza. Take the three layers off of that thing, and you got a slice. I don't know what the hell it is you guys are eating in Chicago. I will tell you this, and listen, I get. People say this That's is sacrilege. Exactly. This, people say this is sacrilege. I will get the deep dish pizza. I am from Chicago. I will get it. But true Chicagoans know thin crust is really Chicago-style pizza. The other thing is a marketed tool for foreigners to come in and get. That's ah. what it is. So I agree with your hot take on Chicago pizza. I will on occasion get the big, thick Chicago-style deep dish. But if you want real Chicago pizza, side of angioplasty, yes, exactly. You get a yes, you do. Um, you get a stent with every with every pie. <laughs> so the real one is a circle pie cut into squares. 
is how the, a real Chicago style pizza. Well, see, is. I thought that was Detroit pizza. No, that's they Detroit style they do pizza. The square. They do a square pizza. They do a rectangle pizza. Rectangle. That's yes, it. Yes, and they cut it into squares. And I got news for you: that Detroit pizza and Buddy's Pizza makes the best of the Detroit style pizzas. Good stuff. It's phenomenal. It is underrated as far as pizzas go, and for my money, the best price per. Like if you're looking at New York style, where you fold it, and you had plenty of those, I'm sure. Yep. Chicago style, the deep dish, and the Detroit style. I would go Detroit style, probably at least four out of seven days of the week. So New York is all about the thin slice. You're yes. telling me Chicago is thin as well. It is. For the true Chicago. The true Chicagoan, but it's a square cut, not the diamond shape that you'd get in New York. Going pro- back oh, going back to chowder talk now, is it just, are you a bread bowl type of guy? Or is it just No, I don't need to bowl? eat my bowl. All right? What sort of gluttons are we? I don't need to eat my bowl and my utensils. I'll eat what's inside the bowl. I don't need to crush the bowl as well. Same thing with a tostada salad. I don't need to eat the the, the bowl and the salad. Oh, you don't like that. No, you, you don't man. like that. Well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Now you're t- now you're touching the nerve too close to home. How many of us have gone down to the sh- to the wharf and gotten a, a bread a bowl? Bread bowl. I don't do that. Either. I get the bread bowl. It's the wharf. No I get... one's from San Francisco down there. <laughs> Everyone's from Boston right exactly. now. Exactly. Everyone in town for the Celtic game tonight is over in the wharf, and they're having a bread bowl of clam chowder, yeah, and it ain't Manhattan. And you're spending like 20 bucks for the thing. Yeah, you are. They're going to they're gonna rip you up. Well, I will go after San Francisco, and you know I love this place because I am one of you. We can't do pizza. And I don't know why that is, but we haven't been able to perfect a slice since I've been alive. We'll do a burrito better than anybody. I had someone on the air from she, from Boston, and uh-huh. she said, how do I spend my time? I go, this is what you do, young lady. Yeah. Right After your dinner, say maybe four or five ap- hours after the dinner, you're having some drinks, you go down to, it's a place called The Mission. Mm-hmm. You go down to a place called La Cumbre, and you get yourself a burrito, a chicken burrito, mm-hmm. the size of your little pretty head, <laughs> wrapped in tinfoil, and you crush that thing, yeah. and those are going to provide you with the memories of San Francisco. Now, we do a burrito better than anybody. I but would, a pizza slice, we can't. And, and, and by the way, that's not a new phenomenon. That's going back to when I lived here in the late 80s, early 90s. It was the exact same thing. I lived on, I lived like in Cow Hollowy, kind of near Union Street in that area over you there. You're one of them. Oh, You're a yuppie. <laughs> Go ahead, yuppie. I had three roommates, so it was four oh, of us God. living in a I was you not were, a you yuppie. Were, you were poor. I was aspiring to be a yuppie <laughs> is where I was. I wanted to hang with the beautiful people. Um, but it was true even then. There was a great burrito place down Union off a of side street. Yes. That I would snake over oh, to at night. Man, what was that? You called? know what I'm talking yes, about? It was a mom and pop. Yes, it was the a mom, mom and pop. You'd see they, you'd see, you'd see dad there doing. Yes. Thank God. What was it? Started with an E, I believe. And they made tremendous burritos. Yeah. So you are. That is a long-standing <sighs> Bay Area tradition. I know we've got great Italian food. And by the way, thank you, 916. Detroit Pizza was originally made, and I did not know this, was originally made with oil pans from cars. <laughs> so that's why it's the depth that oh, it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why it's the depth that it is. It's very good pizza. Very good pizza. Wow, okay, so there's the Motor City connection. Shout out to Cook Seafood in Menlo Park if you guys want great-tasting clam chowder or chipino. What's the place right here? It's uh, is it on California? It's like it's 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 four or five blocks. Basta, from well, Basta Pasta. Now, who does the Chipino down in North Beach? That's really renowned for it. I have not had it in North Pasta. Beach, but I've had the one over here. Not, and I've had the Tosca's Cappuccino. By the way, that's another late night experience you've got to have after your meals. Well, I don't um, want to say Tosca's isn't there any longer. That's one of the institutions of San Francisco. So I might be yeah. completely out of my mind. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, if anyone knows the place that's near our radio station, we are, uh, I don't even know what street we're on. What's Battery. The... Battery. There's a great place for Chipino. Where were we going with the Chipino story? We're talking we're doing about. doing a fish. We're doing a chowder. Chowder. Did the chowder bit. Your bad Chicago we were all over deep the dish. Yeah. Back to the Sports Talk Radio. That was our food segment for the day. We, we're getting so many suggestions on where to go. Uh, the Taqueria on the Visit Darrow. Uh, you got to go to El Faro for sure. Faro, it's El Faro. Uh, is that what it, El Faro? Yeah, it's Tadich Grill, thank you. Tadich Grill, where you've got waiters. Tadich Grill, waiters been there for like and the yeah, last fifty. Yeah, years. they've been working since fifty-seven, <laughs> and they they got the same white coat. Yes, and I get a Manhattan. I sit at the bar. Well, that's the only place you can exactly, sit. exactly. It's the biggest bar in the world. It is right? unbelievable. Oh, so they stake claim the Tadich Grill is in the top 
top five, I want to say, oldest bars, yeah. oldest establishments in this country. Yes. Now, New York, I believe, has the first four. Yeah. Tadish Grill is staking claim that they're at either number three or four yep. in that conversation. Yep. That is, from what I understand, that is true. That it is one of the oldest in America, but it is a great place to go. And if you just want a great atmosphere to go and eat with an old world feel to it, that's the place to go. And you sit at the counter. Yep. There are, I, I, I'm sorry, there are tables in the back. Right, but that's where there they're are. sort of and booths. There are booths. There I've, are booths. I've actually had a private booth as well. But that's where deals are being made for people that end up in the bay in cement suits. Like you don't want to be in those conversations. You want to be at the bar. You want to be sitting at a. You uh, want to be at the bar. You do. You, you know what? It's nice if you have a, a private function. Not a private. If you're there with your family, and maybe you bring mom and dad, and you're taking everyone to the dinner, and you get a booth. That's great. But if it's if Dan and I are meeting up. And we're going, let's say we went to an early start Giants game. Yes. And then we're, we're walking back and we want to go have dinner. We're going to, we're going to Tadich and we're sitting at the bar. And I'm getting a Manhattan and they've are pre-mixed already. Manhattan, they're pouring it in the glass, ready to go. Soto Mate, good call. North Beach, somebody mm-hmm. knows what's up in terms of good food. And North Beach references if somebody wants Soto Mate. Did not want to exclude that. Worst, what's this, the worst food takeover? Wow. Worst food takes ever. The San Francisco ignorance in particular. Okay, wait. So I got to defend El Faro. Because El Faro, yes, it's a chain. And yes, El Faro has been there forever. The same one, by the way, out there in the Mission District. But El Faro is an institution. Now, if you want good burritos, you can go a lot deeper than that of El Faro. But you got to give El Faro its props because it's part of the fabric out there in the Mission District. And those of you who eat at El Faro and or burritos know exactly what it is that I'm talking about. There you go. There's your disclaimer, everybody. Ooh, excellent Jim Giblet, G- Jim Gimlets at uh, Tadich Grill. Thank you. And by the way, from the 650, reminds everyone, if you're going to the Tadich, cash only. Is that right? That's what it says here. Cash only. So, whew, we have had a hot take on food so far today. By the way, Square Pie Guys and the Carbona Pizza in Oakland are dope Detroit-style pizzas in the Bay. All right. I'll have to remember that stuff. We've got another hour to come here with Devona Codes. We've got to delve back into this Warrior-Celtics game. Listen, by far, I think Bay Area food better than Boston food. Uh, I tell you what, Boston does Italian well. That's true. They do Italian well. That's true. And Boston, you know, there's something about when you go East Coast and even Chicago to a certain degree, the city's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes older cities, they just they do food a little bit better than that of San Francisco. Now, San Francisco, you, you got your go-tos. But just generally speaking, ah, I might give the edge to Boston. You know, that's interesting. You know, you, you do. You might have changed my mind. You're right. Old school, old world. Yeah. They're going to have some family Italian joints. Like in Philly, there are some family Italian joints that seem like the family lives on the top of the three yeah. flat and the restaurant's <laughs> in their basement, and you're going there, and it's unbelievable. The red sauce, or gravy as they like to call it in Philly, yeah, yeah, yeah. is so tasteful. And so it's the same way I would imagine in Boston. You're going to have generations of this Italians. This stuff is handed down, people. It is. Yeah, this isn't stuff that you're getting from the home office in Omaha. And then they, you know, you go to the restaurant in Boston, it's the same as the one in Austin, Texas. No. This is from this is from grandma's grandma. And then they keep doing it the same way. Yeah, exactly. Written on that little tattered piece of paper that's now yellow because it's, you know, yep. decades old. Yep. No, this is this is real deal. What if you I'm going to Chase. Okay. What am I eating there? I mean, is there anything? I know, listen. Oracle's done a good job. Sushi. You're going to have yourself some sushi, yeah, Dan. Yeah, you're going to like, you know, sushi and a shardy. Take another mortgage out on the house. And do it. <laughs> That's true too. That's true too. If you can afford a ticket to the game, then uh... yeah, yeah, it's fine. If it's good sushi, I'll do it. I mean, seriously, is there sushi? What's the go-to out of Chase, or is there? You know what? The few times I've been to Chase, I've been there on work assignments, so I'm eating the press lounge, which I'm gonna say they treat you right that that press lounge. Why is it that baseball is synonymous with good food? Hot dogs, you know. Baseball, you know that. There's that sort of baseball and food connection. There's that connective yes. tissue. Yes. Football, not so much. It's not identifiable with a specific food. Bia. Just bia. And then same with basketball. And I don't know what that is. I think... Um, Somebody put Tony's Pizza. I'm sorry. Foot down. If you're talking Tony's Pizza, down in the North Beach, if you're listening to me, 
You know I'm from San Francisco. That is not North Beach pizza. That used to be the old El Felce. That's bridge and tunnel pizza. I'm sorry. Really? It's bridge and tunnel. Really? Yes. Yes. That's yes. a strong statement. I know. That's terrible. Tony's has a big name in town, baby. I know. Huge name. But if you know what's up with pizza, you're not eating at Tony's. You know what? I was a big North Beach pizza fan when I lived in uh, that part of town. It was an institution, but that sucked too. <laughs> wow. Wow. That guy. You know what? Dan Devone's bringing it strong today, everybody. That's what you're going to get in the final hour of Devone & Co's. Uh, according to the 574 Tadich Grill, 20th oldest restaurant in the country, established in 1849. That will do it for Food with Fools. With Devone and Co's, we do it once a week, every time we are together. When we continue, more on the dubs tonight. Listen, it is a crucial game, too. We completely understand it. Some would call it must-win. On the national stage, many are calling it must-win. You don't want to go down 2-0 or 0-2 and then have to go to Beantown, where no, nobody calls it Beantown. We'll discuss game two, and is the combination of brain trust with Boston, the kryptonite, for the brain trust with the Golden State Warriors. That's all next on 95.7 The Game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.